So I've been talking to some of the candidates, and the word on everybody's mouth is transparency. They're all committed to transparency. Do you think that they've earned the right to make that claim? To be frank, no. Hello and welcome to the Radio DePaul podcast. My name is Doug Klain, and this week on episode 55, we have the next installment of our mini-series on the student government elections. It's Escape Part 2, The Candidates. We were able to sit down to talk to a couple of people about what they want to do and how they feel about the petition that's circulating called Project Open SGA. Now, something we've noticed while working on this is that we really don't have much of a mental image of SGA members. We obviously don't know who any of them are. Most people don't really care. And if and when we do think about it, we probably just imagine some yuppie types in vineyard vines in an office somewhere. Well, according to Michael John Green, that's not quite right. I think a lot of people um, look at SGA and they're like, they think that we're these godly people and that we have the answers to everything in the world. We don't. We're students just like you. I cry about midterms just as much as you do. I eat a tub of ice cream just like everyone else, I promise you. And that's great. That's cool. They're just like us. The thing is, though, we still have this disconnect between the student body and student government. Students don't know what SGA does. Quite literally, everyone at Radio DePaul that I've mentioned this story to has asked me, what does SGA do anyways? That's a question that many of the candidates we talked to recognize, and they're trying their best to answer it. One of the big things that we hear is that it's like, what does SGA do? And that's such a common question, and it's the right question that people should be asking, because the truth is SGA actually does a lot but you don't know about it because we don't talk about it. I mean, we sit on several different committees. Three members of SGA just helped select the next president of the university. We sit on diversity councils. We help decide whether or not there's gonna be a water bottle machine in arts and letters or not. And it's really important that the people you elect are people that can represent you. On this week's episode, I wanna run you through a couple of people and what they're going to do that can actually impact you. First up is Michael John Green. I'm a sophomore here at DePaul University. I'm a big person on like motivational speaking and like being able to inspire other people. Um, another really cool thing is I'm an undergraduate ambassador for the School of CDM, so I get to talk to incoming and prospective students and really show them the greatness that is DePaul. There's three things that Michael really wants to do. Number one. Leading up into this year, I got asked to be the EVP of Academic Affairs, and I was just like, Educational affordability is something that I care about so much. Um, I will continuously always advocate for a higher education. And I know that college itself um, is a privilege and an honor, but also at the same time, being able to provide those resources um, for students is a great thing. Um, so going into the role of vice president, the reason that I want to do that is that I want to take what I've already done and really improve on it. And really, the word that we're using is revitalize um, DePaul's SGA and amplify the student voices. And the second thing that he wants to do. So the um, position of vice president right now, um, it's more of like keeping the president accountable. They sit on CRB, which is the Constitutional Revisions Board. And then they're a um, external member or ex officio member to the committees that we have. So we have academic affairs, student affairs and operations, and they sit in and um, they kind of like see how things are going. And then they like 
report back. How I'm looking to expand that in the future of v- the VP role is like being a historian because how are you going to move forward and be an innovative and progressive and a change for students um, if you don't know what you've done in the past and if you keep repeating the same things, then you're not getting anywhere. And finally, I think it's now time for SGA to go out and reach people. So rather than being reactive to things on campus, let me say that again, not being reactive but proactive in their effort, that means going out to these people rather than waiting for them to come to you. Like Michael said, he's trying to take what he's learned and refine it in the office. Moving on, we also sat down with four candidates that are all running on the same ticket for executive vice presidents. Here they are. I'm Nahal Hashemian. I am running for EVP of Student Affairs. My name is Brooke Beatty, EVP of Operations. My name is Benjamin Bowie. I'm running for the treasurer position. Hey guys, I'm Katie Bozik. I am running for EVP of Academic Affairs. Think of the executive vice presidents as their cabinet. Now just by SGA rules, you elect all of these positions the same way, on the same ticket. These are some of the top priorities from Brooke, Nahal, Ben, and Katie. My kind of biggest thing that I want to improve is also, is the number one is safety on campus. So my biggest goal is to expand the minivan program to increase the boundaries of public safety. So we live in a changing neighborhood and students need to feel safe when they're going home. And so my goal is to really improve that. So when students want to stay at the library till 2 a.m., there's always a option ready for them to take them home. One of the big things that we hear is like, what does SGA do? And that's such a common question. And it's the right question that people should be asking because the truth is SGA actually does a lot, but you don't know about it because we don't talk about it. I mean, we sit on several different committees. Three members of SGA just helped select the next president of the university. We sit on diversity councils. We help decide whether or not there's gonna be a water bottle machine in arts and letters or not. And it's really important that the people you elect are people that can represent you. I really wanna take that budget of SGA and post it actually online and update it bi-weekly so every student can look at it. Right now, you can only see the budget when every first meeting of the quarter that's when it comes out and that's when um, our current treasurer Omar talks about it but that's the only chance you really get to see it so I really want to open that up so anyone can see it I want to have an Excel spreadsheet and even a pie graph breakdown of it so that if you can't make the first meeting you can see it at the last meeting you can see it anytime at home or at an apartment, wherever you are. And that's one of the initiatives, that transparency, because a lot of students are asking for that. Academic affairs is a very interesting and super, super important part here at DePaul because every single student here, first and foremost, is a student. Um, With that being said, every student here is working to get a job and a career that they love. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we're going to hear from the candidates and from Tom Reitz about the petition and how it's been received by people in student government. Wireless got you down again. Ah! Pop on over to Snarf Sandwiches on 955 West Webster Avenue for some free Wi-Fi and some brain food. Order a delectable, handcrafted sandwich with oven-toasted bread that's crusty on the outside and soft on the inside. Mm. Gluten-free options are available, along with salads and soups. While you wait for your flawlessly constructed sandwich, check out the board game show. Don't want to wait for your food? Order ahead of time at www.eatsnarfs.com. Can't get enough snarfs? Cater your event with snarf sandwiches or even get it delivered to your home. 
Snarfalicious. It's not a word, it's a philosophy. This message brought to you by Snarf Sandwiches and Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. I'm Doug Klain, and you're listening to the Radio DePaul Podcast. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard about Project OpenSGA, and you heard me talking to Tom Reitz, who's trying to make some major changes to bring transparency to SGA. He's trying to disclose a budget, trying to change the number of signatures required for a petition, and trying to change eligibility for students to run for president and vice president and more. These are things that Tom's trying to get done. We said back then that we would follow this story and ask the candidates exactly what they think about all of these items. Well, over the last week or so, Tom met with members of SGA and altered the deal. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. He got rid of a couple of provisions to create a compromise and gain more support from SGA. Now, originally, he started with six measures, and he's cut that in half. He got rid of a change to the Constitutional Revisions Board. He got rid of the requirement that the treasurer disclose a budget. And he got rid of a required transition period. In exchange, he added a requirement that any executive member of any student organization could run for president and vice president, as long as they attend at least 10 meetings. In exchange, he added a requirement that any executive member of any student organization could run for president and vice president as long as they attend at least 10 meetings. So, the three measures on this new petition are getting rid of secret voting, changing the petition requirement from 1,500 signatures to 750, and making more people eligible for president and vice president. We originally started off with the six amendments that we had uh, posted in that petition. Two of those amendments, namely the secret voting process as well as I think the referendum uh, process. The uh, change to the petition signature requirement? Yeah, so both of those are key parts of the original petition document. Um, We have decided to kind of uh, like narrow our scope onto these three issues specifically. Um, specifically just because it's really difficult to have a debate about six huge, massive amendments in one two-hour-long meeting where student government has you know, another agenda in, ad- in addition to these a- amendments. And we feel that prioritizing these three issues, uh, A, it's the most important, and B, um, they represent the core fundamental part of our mission, which is just allowing more students to run for office, allowing for there to be more accountable legislation and transparent legislation, and allowing for the referendum process to be a process that's actually approachable by DePaul students. And by and large, the people we talked to really supported these. Um, They are not fundamental changes to student government like the other three are. And so we believe that trying to focus on those three will have a bigger impact and be more feasible. Um, But that's not to say that we won't focus on those kinds of amendments in the next meeting where we have more time to kind of talk about some of the more controversial issues. Uh, I've heard vast amounts of support for the budgetary amendment. Uh, I don't think I've heard any arguments against publicizing that information. Um, so either it will be voted upon by SGA this year amongst themselves. Um, if, the, if we don't see that push by the members of SGA, then we will 
uh, follow through on our petition obligations and make sure that they do vote on that in the future. So the previous petition that Tom brought in, instead of 10, 10 meetings, he wanted anyone on the executive board of any student organizations to yeah. be able to run for president. Right now, the rule is you have to sit on SGA for a year before you can run for president or vice president. And that's because being in that student government role, you can actually see it being a senator, being a liaison, being um, kind of a staff. You can see what's going on and really embrace it and understand what's the president and vice president's role. So that's where a lot of, of the DePaul SGA was wondering, I don't know if that's going to work. So at first, a lot of people weren't agreeing with the first initial idea that Tom had, mm -hmm. but now that there's a compromise, I feel like a lot of student government people actually be hopping on top of that because it's a nice compromise. Michael also wholeheartedly supports making the budget transparent. Oh, I definitely think it should be available for students. That should be transparent, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. I agree. What are the issues that you see with it currently? The reason why it's not being yeah. published? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're stuck in a model and a um, tradition of like, oh, this should be kept secret. Um, and again, it comes back to why I want to expand the role of vice president and really have that historian because I'm also a CDM student. I believe in innovation through design. That's kind of like one of my little quick mottos. Um, so like being innovative in a way that can affect um, the organization to go out and do the best possible thing. And if one of those things is publishing the budget, then absolutely, I think that's important. Just because you have done something for a really long time doesn't mean you should go forward and do the same thing, especially if you're not um, doing it in a way that it's productive and you've, you're seeing all of these issues happening on campus and you're saying, but we have the old way to do that. That's not how you should do that. You should say, there are problems happening on our campus. Let's think of new innovative ways to revitalize our programs and then amplify um, the voices to higher administration to really fix the things that are going on. So actually, as my treasurer position, I really like his transparency with the budget. And that's one of the things that really pushed me to understanding a lot of students want to see that budget. So from there, that's why I want to push that budget outside online for everyone to see. I think one thing that the four of us have talked about mm -hmm. that we kind of all agree on is we'd like to possibly up the 10 meetings a little bit higher to more 10 meetings to run for president. That's the only really big thing that comes to mind for us. And the reason behind that is there's a lot of things that running SJ and like being a part of it, like you don't know about. And a lot of roles of the president, the president sits on a lot of different committees. They sit on committees that decide how much money that each student is going to have to pay. And so it's very important that the person that takes the, set, the the role of president knows exactly what they're getting themselves mm -hmm. into or they're not going to be able to advocate students to the best of the students ability and what needs to happen. So that's the only really big thing that we would want to change is to up the 10 meetings to a higher number. So I actually just recently top, talked to Tom recently about this open SGA and we really support it. We really like his ideas of really ending that secret vote, opening up SGA uh, about having attending certain amount of meetings and then you can running for president, even just having 750 signatures for the referendum. We support Tom and we really want to continue to work with him on building this. Yeah. From pretty much everybody that I've talked to, the word that I've heard a million times is we're dedicated to transparency. Yeah. That they are the all about word. this. Clearly, that yeah. is the, the word of the season. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you're trying to do here. That's what mm -hmm. you're trying to promote and that's what you care about here. Uh, do you feel like it's accurate for them to say that they're really committed to transparency? Do you think that uh, people let some of these candidates have earned the right to say that, yeah, that's what I that's what I care about. That's what I'm going to do. To be frank, no. I don't think that um, you know the current 
moves made by members of student government should be claiming that they have been working for transparency in the past um, because these are changes that students had to bring to them. It's not like they, on their own initiative, have brought these kinds of amendments to themselves. Um, but I think it's fair to say that they are campaigning on transparency for good reasons, and they have great intent with those campaign statements because in the past, transparency has not been a priority of members' campaigns. Um, and seeing, you know, engaging with Ben Bowie and Michael Lynch and talking to people who are running, it seems like now there are concrete solutions being proposed. Now that they realize like, oh, this is going to be one of those elections where people are actually getting involved, we feel like we're, we're uh, kind of holding people's feet to the fire to get them to real, you know, really think about policy and to uh, create solutions that actually implement transparency. And to see campaigns adopting some of the language of the initial t- petition, I think, shows that people have a commitment to that and they're willing to listen to the student body. Now it's clear to members of SGA what we're trying to do. We want to make SGA something that students feel a part of, period. And if we do that, if we make these changes happen, it will benefit the student body, but it'll also benefit student government. Every election promises change. Candidates make promises, and sometimes they're kept, sometimes they aren't. We've heard plans and ideas from candidates, and some of these ideas are precise, they're specific. Some of them are completely disorganized and aren't really plans at all. Tom says that he's hopeful, and that he thinks a lot of progress has been made. For the rest of this week, Nahal, Brooke, Katie, and Ben are going to be putting out their platforms on Facebook. Now, I haven't seen or heard these, but I was told that they were specific. You can find their page on Facebook and check it out for yourself at NBKB2017. The public SGA meeting where you can come and voice your opinion about this petition is this Thursday in the Office of Student Involvement. You can find that on Facebook as well. This episode was written and produced by Natalie Shamo and myself. We had editing help from Sarah Breedlove, Hallie Wagner, and Marty O'Connell. Also, if you haven't checked out the Radio Paul app yet, definitely give it a download from the App Store or Google Play. You can also find us on Facebook, and we'd love to hear from you. If you like the show, go ahead and leave a review for us on Facebook or in the iTunes Store. We'd really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Doug Klain, and this is the Radio Paul Podcast. <laughs>